got done with this when I got done with the winter it was time for the summer and I thought I would do a lot of things but one night I was working late Chrissy called me up to celebrate but now is a new beginning now I am working on a podcast about a car from the older days and I know it's gonna be okay now we're gonna talk about some new things and figure out what we're doing Cause we know we're gonna be okay One take Hey, I'm Miss Chrissy And I'm Steve And you're listening to Partners in Crime in the 19046 episode 38 in this podcast, we talk about making art, technology, building community, and adapting in our changing world. And hopefully, we do it in less than 30 minutes. Today, we are going to talk about live streaming, and particularly Steve's... Um, do you have expertise? Now I do. Yes. His expertise in live streaming, particularly at outdoor venues. Yep. I think we all gained some expertise in the last year on how to do live streaming and use technology like zoom but there's a special kind of problem when you're trying to run an outdoor venue like the jenkintown arts garage where we need to get a camera look you know pointed at you know a bunch of dancers or or musical act or something and then somehow get that uh transmitted to the internet yeah so we've had some challenges with um the number of people that kind of interfere with our what is that called a signal yeah, well, let's talk about how you can go about this. There's a lot of different ways of going about live streaming and different kinds of equipment. So let's break it up into hardware and software. And this episode, we're focused on doing it on the cheap. So Yeah, we do everything on the cheap. Everything on the cheap. So if you have a budget, you can get cameras and you, know, you can get specialized gear. Um, but if you're going to go with what you already have, you probably have two things. You probably have a digital camera of some kind, like a DSLR or a um, phone or well, I was going to get that, a DSLR or mirrorless. And in that case, it is quite possible, if it's relatively recent, to download some software and hook it up to your computer, use it as a webcam. A lot of streamers do that. Uh, but that works best when you're inside and you can plug into your computer. Uh, it's a lot harder to do that when you're kind of outside. You can do it, but you better make sure you have enough power. Uh, your battery is you know, going to last and... Um, you still got to worry about like your computer being <laughs> outside, <laughs> and so you just you kind of have to uh, play that by ear. I haven't done that yet. I've thought about it, but Put I didn't. Your computer yeah, outside? Yeah, hook up directly to the computer, and you could do it with really long cables too. Uh, but that's that's one option. But the option that probably most people gravitate to first, and that we did, was to use your phone because your phone happens to have, uh, especially if it's a recent iPhone, an excellent video camera, decent sound multiple wireless connectivity options, and uh, really good software for doing live streaming on the go. So that's what we use currently in our setup. But there are special challenges with doing this uh, in our environment, as Chrissy alluded to earlier. So at the Jenkintown Arts Garage, we have 
that big stage out front. Yeah, so we have a very large um, outdoor performance space, which is a 20 by 30 wood platform, which has a 20 by 30 tent on it. So not only are we outside, but we have this large structure that um, is in the way of the signal. And then we also have the bodies in the space, uh, the bodies in the audience area, um, and all of that seems to affect the, the signal as well. Okay, yes. So now we're going to get into kind of the software. So say you want to use your phone to do live streaming. This is a good option because it has usually a pretty good battery and you can plug in an external battery. Uh, usually it's built in sound as bad, but you can plug in a microphone if you can trust your battery will last. You can put an external microphone. That's what we've done. Get good sound quality. <clears throat> but how are you actually going to do the stream? So the easiest way of doing this to start with is to pick your streaming platform and just use their native software because it's usually quite good and easy to use. So a lot of people did this over the last year especially on Facebook, but also on YouTube and Twitch. Those are the three big platforms that most people will use. And you can download their native software, especially on YouTube and Facebook. Just tap a button and go live. And that is a great way to get started because it's very easy to do. You can go live to a Facebook page. Uh, you can go live to a YouTube channel. And people can like and comment and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that works, but there are limitations to that. Right. So we took it a step further, and you now, what do you use? You use something well, else. Well, Am I skipping steps? On yeah, you're, you're skipping so much information for the audience. I'm terrible. This is not. This is Steve's department, FYI. So I'm just gonna like let Steve be Steve. Right. So you can you can do this with someone like going to Facebook directly, but we wanted to go to multiple channels at once. We wanted to go to YouTube and Facebook because uh, especially if you're in a business like ours where people are performing live, sometimes the algorithms will decide that you, your live stream, for whatever reason, should be shut down. Sometimes there's just problems on their end, like technical problems. Sometimes copyright bots are very aggressive. We've had multiple instances of the Facebook side, especially just cutting our streams for various yes. reasons. So it's good to have more than one stream going in that case. And there's a variety of ways of doing that. <clears throat> uh, so, and, and also, if you want to add production value, you need to switch from, from this. And there's, <clears throat> because you want to, uh, if you want to add like things like overlays, like we do, we do some, even some animated lower thirds where we, <clears throat> where we have descriptions of the, the, you know, who's up on screen right now. Uh, if you want to have multiple cameras to switch to, that kind of thing, that all requires uh, using some kind of production software. And there's a lot of options available. There's uh, various online options. Uh, StreamYard is one that's very popular. It's just a web-based one. It works in your browser, so you hook up your camera, uh, you know, or on your phone, you use the, the your browser and phone, and you just send the signal to them, and then from there they can stream it out. But we use uh, a software on the Mac called Ecamm Live to do the production in the background because it's a truly excellent, easy-to-use software program. Uh, a lot of people, maybe most people, use free alternative called uh, you know OBS. Right. You tried that once, right? Yeah, it works. It's just there's it requires more configuration, but there's a lot of support online for that. It's free. There's a couple of different variants of it. Uh, there's a lot of 
kind of plugins for it. I had specific issues where uh, I bought an M1 Mac for us to use, like one of the newer Apple chip ones, and there are parts of that software that hadn't been updated yet, so I didn't want to use it. Uh, and so then I started using Ecamm Live, which is much easier to use, and, and not as full-featured, but they've been updating it a lot. Uh, and I use that to set up various scenes, uh, and you know, and nothing particularly uh, complicated right now. But the important thing to know is that you have to get your signal from your camera to the computer running Ecamm Live or OBS, or to like the web backends, like on um, Streamyard, or you can use a uh, Restream, which I'll talk about in a minute. They also have a production uh, web component. So you have to get the video signal there. So that's like oh, that's that's always the issue. So if you're inside, you can plug stuff in. You have strong Wi-Fi, easy, right? When you're outside, that's where, as Chris alluded to earlier, we had a lot of issues with network connectivity. Yes, that's the biggest. That's been our biggest challenge, I would say. Yeah, getting Wi-Fi outside a building is actually uh, not as easy as you'd think when your buildings are made of like brick. And it's like, not just outside the building. It's not like right outside the door is the problem. It's 40 feet away from yeah. the building. And you know. so there's ways of doing this, and you can get specialized hardware to let you have a have a access point outside, for instance. But that's kind of expensive when we do that. So what I did was I um, – and you, you can also just run a cable outside, which I actually tried as an experiment and that works being a really long Ethernet cable. Yeah, we bought one. A really, really long one. I'm not even sure that's long enough, technically. A hundred foot one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so – because the, the router in, in, that we're using is so is installed way in the back of the building. So, anyway, you can use a cable. That's the easiest thing. But, again, if you're going to use your phone, you probably want to stick to wireless because then you have the ability to uh, maybe plug a microphone in or, or have uh, flexibility to move your, your phone around and – uh, or plug a battery in. There's there's a lot of options, but uh, if you want to stick to wireless, you need to get that signal over there. If you're not using the built-in software, so how do you do it? So I've been using software uh, called NDI Cam. It's uh, it's uh, there's only basically two apps for Apple's uh, system that let you do this that I've been able to find that work. And all it is is a camera, a really simple camera app that once you turn it on live, you can go back to Ecamm Live or OBS with the appropriate plugin, and you can see your camera on the network and then you can get the video stream i mean it's very very simple it's just turns your phone into a camera uh unfortunately it's very susceptible to network issues you need a pretty strong wi-fi signal so what i did was i got a cheap uh wi-fi extender which what it does is you sit it between your primary wi-fi router and wherever it is you want to get better connectivity about 50 percent of the way right and then if it has a strong signal to your router, it just duplicates that wireless signal. And I and I experimented with a lot of different places to put it physically, and I ended up putting it directly in the window because it was the thing that had the least um, you know, interference because all the walls of the buildings are so thick that they, they cause dramatic reductions. I actually walked around with my phone. I have an app on my phone to see the actual signal strength numbers for the for the Wi-Fi and you know how 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 bad the signal was, so that worked the best, and with that we were able to fairly reliably stream, like a, I think I was doing like a ten megabit stream and it, it worked pretty well. It was only a few times or hiccuped. I'd like to do a little higher bandwidth if I could, but uh, that worked. So that's what we do. So I use an NDI Cam app on my phone, 
place the camera wherever I need it to be. And then in in a secure location, I have my laptop set up, uh, also on the Wi-Fi, and use Ecamm Live to take that signal. And then we push it out to a service called Restream.io. And Restream is what lets us stream to multiple locations at once, multiple channels at once, YouTube and Facebook, or two different YouTube channels, or two different Facebook channels, however you want to do it. Uh, the more money you give them, the more options they give you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we don't we don't pay uh, a whole lot of money, but they're actually a very full feature service. And one of the things they let you do, which if you're trying to up your game, live streaming as we have been doing, is allow, allows a very easy way for you to schedule live streams. So one feature on the platforms like Facebook and YouTube is up to a week in advance. You can sh- you can set up a like kind of a reminder for people. That's very useful, and our audience, or and particularly the, the parents of some of my students that dance at our events, now they look for those. They look for that scheduled event, particularly on Facebook. And, um, you know, if, if it's not up there, they start asking me, like, three days beforehand, are we live streaming? Where's the live stream? Yeah, exactly. And what's nice is that they always include, like, a button that you can you can click or tap so you'll get reminded, you'll get a notification before the stream starts. And what you can do in Restream, which is nice, is instead of going to each platform and setting this up manually, because there is some configuration you know, you, you have to do, uh, they have an interface where they just do it for you. It's very, very easy. You just set up your title, your, your description, your, um, your graphic uh, you know, thumbnail, and you click a button and it just updates them. There's some limitations on editing it afterwards, but it works. And, uh, you know, you can choose what channels you want it to go to. And then they're all kind of synchronized with the same information, which is very cool. So that's what I, that's what we tend to do a few days to a week in advance of a planned live stream. One of the important things to know about doing such a thing like that is you have to start your stream within mm-hmm. 10 minutes, I think, maybe 15, uh, at least on YouTube, of when you have it scheduled. And if you don't, then YouTube just decides, well, I guess you're not streaming today, and, and your stream dies. And if your stream dies, you can't use the same URL again. Right. So a lot a lot of this stuff is a little a little finicky sometimes, which is why I, I'm so obsessed with making sure we had a good, a good strong signal. And one of the reasons why I wanted to use Ecamm and not go directly from the phone, because there actually are ways of going directly from your phone with software to... Uh, you know, like a streaming service like that. Uh, and it, But I, I wanted to have, make sure that we had a strong connection uh, from the source of the stream, from the perspective of like YouTube. So if you have the, your Ecamm-based you know, computer, your OBS computer, with a solid network connection, then it's always going to be giving a network stream to YouTube and Facebook, regardless, even if your camera goes down. And what it allows you to do is I have scenes set up in there. So if the camera goes down or if you have to move something, we have to switch something, I can change to a scene where we have just a card that says that, you know, we're, we'll, we'll be, be right, right back. Yeah, we'll be right back. And we can play some music that we have a pre-cleared, uh, a copyright pre-cleared with uh, Epidemic Sound. Yep. And that's another service that we, we use to get some, some music. And then that way it gives you more freedom to be like, okay, there's a problem, we can deal with it. And then the people who are watching a live stream, uh, they'll, you know, obviously not like the fact that the stream is being interrupted, but at least it's not going down. And that's, the, I think, the important thing is it's not going down. Yeah, we ran into that in the beginning. If the stream went, went down and you had to start a new one, 
they didn't have the same URL. Is that yeah, right? right? And then people weren't always sure where to find it the second time around. Yeah, I mean, when you do it again, if you you start live streaming again, notifications will go out on the social media platforms and on YouTube. But if you were already expecting a particular page, like it still exists. It just looks like the stream is over, even though it's not, and you can't start up again at the same spot. So it's kind of annoying. Uh, but we're, I'm trying to keep this relatively simple. So I know people out there who know how to do this stuff um, in more advanced ways are probably like screaming that there's all these other so other ways of doing this. But, but we're trying for to keep it simple. People who don't understand what's happening. Yeah. So you use we have a service called Ecam. Yeah. So uh, uh, you we use an iPhone, an iPhone 11 Pro Max usually. That's what I have, and to, that's our camera source. We use a software on the camera, called, on on the phone called. NDI cam, which is a paid app, and then that turns your phone into a network camera. Then we use eCam. Then we use eCam Live, which is a software and service you pay for on the Mac, although you can use OBS, which is the other alter- the main alternative. And then we have the Signal Booster. And we, we, we kind of hook it together network-wise with a Wi-Fi extender. Not even an expensive one. I think it was like a $35 extender that I got. And that gives us uh, on just enough range right now for us to, to pull off a, a decent thing. And, and one of the things you have to think about when you're doing live streaming is what are you streaming? Because there's all kinds of settings. One of the reasons I didn't use OBS at first either is because you have to you have to know what kind of settings to use for everything. You know, what, what frame rate am I doing and, like, what bit rate am I using, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's kind of simplified on Ecamm. I mean, I've done, done it before, but it was just easier. Uh, but on the... Um, source side on your iPhone side uh, you want to try to get a high enough uh, like mega you know megabit level I'm trying to, trying to keep it simplified here you, you want to get a high enough bit rate uh, so that if, if you're doing something like we're, like we're doing dance you can actually see the dance and it's not getting like uh, stuttery right. or, or really blurry and so that's up now if something's not moving a lot then you can get a lower bit rate so there's actually a lot involved with yeah, so let's keep how, it how to simple set this for up. the people who are yeah. like me and you're making my head hurt. Okay, so you use so as I said, the simplest thing is just use the YouTube so app let, or the Facebook app. Let's okay, so let's review what we do. We do iPhone, we boost it up our network, we do this NDI e- thingy that you call it, and yeah, eCam. And eCam, and then we use Restream.io, which is to, in order to allow us to stream to two different places at once facebook and youtube and um, there's other options beside that but that's the one that's most popular and easily integrated into ecamm so then we do some other fun stuff that we could probably talk about and i don't know if we want to talk about today or another time but you know we do the we started adding the graphics so we have graphics that we do um steve does them sometimes through what do you do yours through canva no didn't you do something else before Oh, um, we made some animated lower thirds. Animated lower thirds. And like a lower third is that little text you'll see that comes up on a screen. Right, he makes it spiral, and then the like website of whoever yeah. is performing and their name will yeah. like float across the, sta- the stage. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody cares about that kind of thing, but I thought but, it looked neat. Um, and I made that with Keynote, actually, which is, which is a... Presentation Mac, it's Mac presentation software. It's, I mean, you, you, you would actually use um, other products to do that more professionally, but you can actually get away with Keynote because that's some built-in animation tools. It's easy, and then as long as you export it as the right kind of movie file, 
you can just drop it into uh, something like Ecamm or OBS, and then it'll be an overlay that you can use. You just have to save it appropriately. It's, it's pretty easy. Uh, and yeah, that allowed me to do that. And you can also just build overlays as static images as well. You can do Canva is a good place for that. We, I use that to build a lot of overlays we used um, earlier on that were cool. They were just static. Uh, and I know you've used it to make overlays for our events. Uh, so that's a good service. And we'll, we'll talk more about Canva in the future because that's a nice product for doing this kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's live streaming. There's so many different ways you can go about it. And there's so many, um, you, you basically, you can just, you can spend as much money and time and effort as you want, and, you know, to get more, better and better quality out of this stuff. I would just say that what we've done, this is kind of how we approach everything is it's always, um, iterating. So it's like, we do it, we see what's wrong with it. We try to do it a little bit better. And we, we, to date, we haven't spent a lot of money on pretty much anything. I, I wouldn't say in terms of the scheme of what people spend on events and live streaming and software and hardware and all that but we just keep kind of plugging away so every time we learn something new we try to solve the problem that's kind of how we do everything though right it's kind of how software is developed actually oh weird yeah actually yeah use doing all this has given me ideas for software projects i don't know if i'll ever get to them but um the, just the camera app we use for instance is like giving me so much so many headaches it's a good it's great software when it works but as i said it's very finicky so i thought about writing my own which is a very programmery thing to do like ah, darn it this thing is so such a pain i want to write my own um yeah so i mean that's kind of the gist right this is all yeah. steve this is what i call steve's department of the jag this is not yeah. my department i yeah, fully I mean, support him walking around with his little meter thing, testing the yeah. things around while I play with lights. Right, and you know, there's there's also lots of other little details and how to get decent or or good streams. You know, from the technical settings to cinematography issues, like and exposure and and you know, and when you're outside, you have special considerations because the lights got to be changing a lot. You can't usually control it very much at all. Um, so that's that's a big factor. You have to really watch your exposure settings when you're doing that, whatever applications or cameras you're using. Uh, you have to worry about, with us, we have kids running around. Like, I try to keep keep my equipment safe, and uh, you, know, you have to worry about that. Because right now we're kind of like a, like a two-person operation here. So uh, uh, there's been times where I've been watching the feed, and, like, the camera will shake. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Please don't drop my iPhone on the ground. Please don't have a toddler um, or, run into the tripod. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> although m even more serious than that is wind, which, you know, you don't think about it. But, yeah, a gust of wind can knock over something as light as an iPhone on a high tripod. So I started weighing them down with, yep. the, you know, like these sandbags. And I, I made a little – the one tripod we had has a, a hook. A bag of rocks. A bag of rocks. <laughs> because Just to stabilize it because the, the, the tripod has a hook for stabilizing it. But wait, phone. the best part is he's like, Chrissy, where'd you put my bag of rocks? And I was like – Yeah, exactly. I, I put the rocks away, man. Like I put <laughs> them in the garden where they're supposed to go. That was that was equipment, though. Yeah, I was like yeah. – I, I didn't know I was supposed to save your bag of rocks. Yeah, man. It's, it, was a, it was equipment, live streaming equipment. And – oh, and the other thing he did, he took a piece of trash and turned it into a stand and then wondered <laughs> – why I threw it out? Oh yeah, when I was when I was getting the Wi-Fi extender to work, I was trying to position it in the window so that it was unobstructed, and because it actually made a difference. 
and I uh, I didn't have any kind of stand or something to put it on, so I took part of the box that it came in, and I just cut it with a pocket knife I had in a really janky way, and uh, so that the cables, you know, coming out of this thing, like the power cable and the network cable and stuff were coming out of this thing, were um, just, uh, like, you know, able yeah, to fit. Yeah, your trash. And so, you're and why so I, your I, trash. I, I was resetting the thing. I, I was messing with it, and then you, you had walked by and threw it out. I was like, where's my? Where's my stand? Yeah, that was the day, Steve. When you asked me why I put your rocks away or where your bag of rocks was and why I threw out your garbage stand. Yeah, well, you know, we're on we're playing trying to do something cheap here. It's it's No, I, it it's didn't look like a, anything though. You know, it was it, funny. It, it's hard to have any of these any of these performances work, you know? Like stuff's expensive. I, I have co- strung together more extension cords in that garage, so don't. It, yeah, I have no problem with that. It's just yeah. your stuff didn't look like anything, yeah. besides funny things. Well, um, all right. Uh, so what else we got going on coming up? Anything? Well, when this this debuts, this episode comes out uh, when it's new. If you're listening to us on when it's new, that night, which is Thursday, uh, what April eighth tomorrow, as we're recording this. What, I don't know what day it is. We've we've lost all track of time, like oh, most of the world. The 8th. Okay. Yeah, on April eighth, when this when this comes out, um, that night we have '90s trivia night with Andy Christ at the garage. Yep. So that's super fun, and then and, and ironically, it's not actually live streamed. <laughs> There's no live stream for that. Nope, no live stream for that one. At least um, not yet. Down later in the month, we have the Jenkintown Showdown, which will definitely be live streamed, which is a primarily hip-hop dance crew battle yeah it's, so a, it it's be a, pretty cool remember those cheesy movies where they have dance-offs it's like that in real life but actual good dancers yes and they do and like they're competing flares for, and yeah. backflips and yeah man if you want to see like i don't know does it count as a sneak peek if you watch the little the a video little bit. so to, tomorrow night or tonight when you're listening to this at 90s Trivia Night, there's going to be a dance performance. Get, I don't know if we're going to have flares at 90s Trivia. I don't well, know if that guy's coming. But. Yeah, well, you can see a little little glimpse of flair in that video because the little teaser video has a has a really good um, got hip-hop a b-boy dancer. in it. Yeah. <laughs> got a street but, dancer. But yeah, but they're they're competing for real money. Yeah, 150 bucks. Yeah, so got real judges, like legit ones. Yeah, we're going to try to live stream that, I think, but it's going to be like a private live stream if it happens. All right, so I think that's what we got going on. You should um should, which would be another talk. How do you do a, a private live stream? I we, we don't know yet. Yeah. We have to figure that out. Yeah. I didn't even talk about the time we use Zoom for all this stuff and get get remote musicians in and that kind of thing. That's like another I look forward to trying to put together some crazy hybrid open mic and torture yeah. you slowly with yeah, technical I'm, problems. I know. I'm sure we're going to have we're going to have uh, more more episodes about live streaming technologies and situations and hardware and software and stuff. So stay tuned if you like that kind of thing. I'll be talking about it. And I'll just drink coffee. So yeah. it'll be fine. But uh, where can the people find us on the interwebs? The interwebs. Well, we have a website, uh, J. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no one said www <laughs> since like 1990 the something. No. Just say. This is at the There you go. That's what you need to say. Uh, we also are on the social medias under the same name. We're on Instagram and Facebook, Jankatown Arts Garage. You can listen to our podcast if you're listening to it now, I guess, at W. No, no, I'm kidding. It's, not, it's actually not that. <laughs> I'm it's, messing it's, with you. That's just, why I did that. It's oh, at God. Par- talk to me. partnersincrime.show. <laughs> um, and that's that's where you can find this podcast. 
I think that's isn't that all of our stuff? I mean, it's not enough. No, I, I guess know. so. All right, like, we have a YouTube channel which started putting a few things up, but you know that's growing. So you can find us ever. Just look for Jengatown Arts Garage or Partners in Crime, the one nine zero four six, and you'll find us all over the interwebs in the you know the present and future. Yes, use your wifi. Use your wifi. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay, have a good night, everybody. Good night. Or day, whatever this is. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.